Welcome to another episode of the Double Coma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. So this morning, we're sharing good news and bad news for homeowners and buyers. So there were several things that happened yesterday and today, and I want to make sure you know all the good stuff. And if you're a real estate agent who's joining us on Thursday or watching our market trends online on Thursday, you'll get more of this data in detail to share in your social media. But today, there are some big highlights happening this week. What is going on? Number one, I want to start with the biggest good news for home buyers. I get that affordability is a very real pain point. I mean, we just had nationwide 44% price increase over the last two years because everybody's talking about the fact that, yes, interest rates are hovering around six right now, but historically, that's not a bad interest rate. But historically, we haven't seen a 44% increase in prices in addition to a 3% increase in interest rates. So those combined are creating an affordability issue. Now, for some good news for home buyers, though, is the conforming loan limit is going up. It's been going up every year. Now, lenders are getting in front of it. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac starts taking new loans after January 1st with new loan limits. They announced the new loan limits sometime in November. Now, a lot of lenders are jumping in front of that, saying based on appreciation and based on historical increases, we're expecting Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, as well as FHA, to raise the conforming loan limit to $715,000. So to put this in perspective, the current conforming loan limit is $647,200. That's a massive uptick. I mean, that's over $65,000 increase. Allowing those home buyers who might not qualify for a jumbo loan or need a quicker close that we can do on conforming, we can close all day long in eight to 10 days on a conforming loan amount. Jumbos take longer because you have to verify verifications of rents or home ownership. You have to do the due diligence on the appraisal. And there's additional documentation and reserves required for jumbo loans. Now, with this increase, a lot of the market will now fall in the conforming loan limits where you can have one year of self-employed. You could have the one year of rental income. You have more liberties and no reserve requirements for primary homes. So all of those abilities that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac give you that jumbos restrict are now available under $715,000. Now, that's just... The conforming loan limit. Denver, as you know, is a high balance market. Not every state has high balance counties. We have a lot of them, especially all around the Denver market. Those high balance loan limits today are 684,250. Those will also go up. Now, those have not been estimated yet and everybody's focusing on the 715, but we'll hear that here shortly. But as for right now, getting up and even over the 684 all the way to 715 as conforming is a massive win for home buyers. 
Now, let's talk about some bad news. Bad news is inventory. If you were watching the DMAR Market Trends Report video that we put out and the Market Trends Report that was published and emailed, you saw that active inventory was down. It continues to go down. Seasonally, it will go down. It typically starts to turn the corner in October. We saw that happen several months early with the rise in interest rates. That inventory will start to squeeze opportunity for home buyers. Because right now, those home buyers not only are getting the $715,000 increase in loan amount, but they're also getting an opportunity to get in where they hadn't for the last two years. Where now they're getting all of the opportunities to submit inspection items to be either repaired or credited back to the buyer from the seller. They're able to submit an offer at or below asking, depending on where the home is. Real estate that's in a good location, is priced right and staged right, is still going for over asking. I'm still seeing homes going for fifty dollars to $75,000 over asking, but it is very specific to the home, to the location, to it being staged right and priced right. But inventory is slowing down, both seasonally and because of the current market. So right now, week over week, nationwide, we saw a dip in inventory by another 1%. 1% doesn't sound like a lot, but week over week, it starts to add up very quickly. So 1% week over week. In the last month, we saw in the DMAR market, we were down 6% month over month. So that inventory is continuing to go down. Now, at the end of August, our DMAR, 11-county area inventory count, was 25% higher than 2020, but still that inventory count was 25% lower than 2019. Nationwide, we haven't caught up to 2019 either. And that is where we're going to start to see things turn and things settle between buyers and sellers where we have enough inventory to continue to sustain. But right now, sellers aren't selling. They're rate locked. We are going to continue to see this strain on inventory. Sellers who are locked in at 3% interest rates are simply not going to sell. They're going to hold on and wait for the economy to shift. We're still seeing home buyers who do want to buy again convert that home that has a 3% interest rate on it to a rental instead of selling it just to take out the equity. They're using a HELOC or some other form or fashion to exercise the equity out of that home and to put it into the next purchase. So that inventory, which is being locked down by the low interest rates, will continue to put pressure and will continue to lift our home prices. So the good news for home buyers today is the ability that we do still have a decent amount of inventory today. That will shrink as we head towards the end of the year, and we're going to see things change as we see the economy go into a recession, and as we see interest rates possibly stabilize and or even go down later into 2023 as we do enter into a recession, we could see that demand pick up again putting pressure on limited inventory and increasing home prices even further. But people keep talking about this bust. What is happening around the real estate? Are we in a recession? Lawrence June said that we're in a housing recession because we've seen six months of existing home sales down. NAHB, the Home Builders Association, is saying that we're in a housing recession because they're seeing their permits and starts 
down. Completions are up as they're rolling off inventory. So bad news. Bad news is this inventory because as much as people are talking about a housing bubble or bust or decrease in prices, yes, we are seeing home prices, 40% of them coming off their original asking before they sell, becoming more realistic on their opportunities to sell that home, right? Not for what their neighbor sold for two months ago, but for what the market is calling for today. While we're seeing home sellers reducing prices, we are not seeing loss in value. We are seeing those values come back in line, back towards our historic numbers. Do you know that the historic average of appreciation nationwide is 3.6%. Our average price growth here in the DMAR metro is 6%. We've been well above that for a long time. We just put out a post yesterday that talked about the fact that even if I have a 3.9%, which is what it ticked up to, 3.6 to 3.9 after 2020's appreciation, even higher than that after 2021, but even if we saw a 3.9% historic appreciation for the next five years, we're still talking about equity growth for homeowners over the next five years of close to $150,000. Real estate is a long-term play. It is an equity opportunity that continues to be abound. Knowing that short-term, we've got a little opportunity to buyers to get in with a higher loan limit, to squeeze in with more inspection items, possibly on that objection, right? Getting it at or below is good news for home buyers. Affordability is obviously the bad news for home buyers, but homeowners continue to have the best news. Unless you have a homeowner who's looking to sell and wants top dollar, the top dollar they could have gotten in April, and don't want to become more realistic about what the numbers look like today, that might be bad news for home sellers. But homeowners have nothing but equity gains. In fact, uh, CoreLogic put out its most recent equity report talking about the fact that year over year for the second quarter, so second quarter 2021 to second quarter 2022, Americans saw an increase of $3.6 trillion in homeowner equity. Black Knight just put out their tappable equity report, which we'll go into on Thursday. This kind of equity is going to secure the real estate market, not allowing it to drop in value, but to correct and slow down this massive double-digit appreciation that we've been seeing earlier this year in the last two years. That $3.6 trillion in equity gain equated to the average Coloradoan gaining $76,000 in equity over the last year. That is a game changer. That is the big win, regardless of the news being bad or good, regardless of the opportunities and even the setbacks, the real estate gain long-term, this will continue. Even if that net equity gain starts to shrink as home prices start to normalize, the long-term benefits are still a win. Plus the fact that the negative equity has reduced by another 18%. 
meaning that those homes that are negative in equity that have the, even the slightest opportunity of going into a short sale or foreclosure situation are even lower today, 18% lower than they were a year ago. Here in Colorado, 1.4% of all of our homes are in negative equity position. In the Denver Metro, 1.3% are in a negative equity position. That again screams stability in the housing market, the long-term opportunities of the housing market. This is what we have to focus on, is the ability to get beyond what's happening in the headlines today. In fact, I was just talking to some other friends who were working with investors who were going around the country looking for those opportunities in those metros that are still experiencing an increase in values even compared to the rest of the country because they're still investing in real estate. I'd venture to guess that Denver long-term is going to continue to be the very place I want to sink my money, put my kids' financial futures, because Denver continues to be the place people want to retire, go to school, have fun, bike ride, go to the mountains, do all the things. We have to get past this momentary revision and balancing in the real estate market, knowing that long-term real estate is where we have the most financial success and stability and growth. Well, that's a wrap for this Tuesday's Live. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Uh, Nicole Ruth with One Trust Home Loans, The Ruth Team. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.